This is Sports Central. I'm Rick Drewer. I'm Phil Fechner. Well, Phil, before we go any further, I thought I might just uh, apologise uh, in advance to our listeners if I go through a bit of a, a coughing spasm or whatever. Really? And I'd, Did you pick it up, and I'd, Rick? I'd really, like to, <laughs> I'd really like to thank you for giving me this disease. <laughs> yeah, it was last week, wasn't yeah, it? I think yeah. it was coughing across the table. Yeah, and yeah. I'd like to understand why you're better and I just simply progress. Fit, and healthy get what, Oh, is that what body. it is? Yeah, that's what it is. Your lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> Folks just simply don't believe it. Oh, dear. Now, Phil, I believe that uh, you've... Uh, been watching the under-18 footy championships. Yes, Rick, I have, and I've enjoyed every minute I've uh, spent in front of the old Foxtel TV there. Um, well, got... you're very fortunate being having Foxtel because we can't afford it, of course, in our family. <laughs> anyway, tell us all about it. Um, last Friday, I was lucky enough to get home. I got home from uh, another hard day at work, Rick, as you know. Oh, and uh the Allies, which is a Who are composite, the yeah, it's a composite side, um, sort of Canberra, oh. New South Wales. They sort of mix a side up. If you remember a few years back, they used to play the adults, like the men had an Allies versus, um, you know, in, in our state oh. of origin type. Thing. And there was I silly enough to think that they were the blokes who fought in World War Two on yeah, the front line. Yeah, they well, they might have. I don't know. These are only young kids. Different but, Allies. Yeah. But perhaps it's the sons of. Well, it could be. Yeah, it could be. Anyhow, I watched um, South Australia struggle uh, early against the Allies. Um, to their credit, they were playing some good footy. And um, young Blakey was one that stood out, uh, son of John Blakey, oh, ex-North Melbourne. 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 Yes. Um, looks like he's going to get picked up, and I reckon it was Sydney, I said. They they said he was aligned to. Oh. Not well, sure how that works, Rick. Well, what happened to the father-son rule? Yeah, good question. Um, but I'm pretty sure it was... Sydney, they were aligning him too. But they said quite often they were mentioning, you know, Joe Blow is aligned to the Western Bulldogs and, you know, Fred's, you know. I thought, well, hang on, how can they be aligned to someone? Isn't it a draft? Don't they? Well, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, you are absolutely spot on. Even when when clubs do deals and, and you know, like trade perhaps a player plus, you know, number 23 or whatever in the second round or whatever, yeah, yeah. that still doesn't guarantee what player you're going to get it because no. it depends on who's picked whom beforehand. So oh, that's how exactly they do right. that, I don't know. No. Maybe with Northy, perhaps maybe he hadn't played quite enough games for North Melbourne to qualify. Have, thought he or had, you'd have thought he'd have yeah. played stats. But anyway, but anyway, doesn't matter. He... Uh, Young Blakey's one to watch. He's, yes. a, he's a tall forward. Right. Um, he's got to fill out a bit, but uh, that'll happen. Uh, yeah, he caught my eye. He's, he's good. But anyhow, South Australia got over the Allies by about four or five goals. And uh, they moved on then into the next round, which was uh, Vic Metro yesterday, which happened to be a mini final or the grand final. Uh, they don't have a grand final as such, Rick. But both teams were undefeated. Right, so, so it was the grand final. Yep. So um, hence we played them at uh, four o'clock yesterday, and uh, we jumped out the blocks. We uh, we really uh, went berserk early. Four goals to nothing, and they ended up kicking a behind in the first quarter. So it was almost game over. But uh, I mean, funny things happen. The only young lads, and you know, the testosterone mm. gets you know going, and away they go. But uh, we kicked on again in that second quarter. Kicked away again. And back, to their credit, back they came in that third quarter. And it was only 26 points at one stage there uh, we're up by. All oh, right. Thought, wow, they're, they're half a chance. Yes. 
but to uh, South Australia's uh, credit, and uh, Tony Bamford's their coach. Right. Uh, Export Maggie. Um, he fired him up at three-quarter time, and out they came, and, they, and South Australia got over the line by uh, 55 points in the end. Oh, right? great victory. Gee, they wouldn't have beaten uh, Vic Metro too often in the last 20 or uh, four years, would it? Uh, we, the last time we won the championships was 14, I think. We won, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Oh, it's not yep. that long ago. No. Huh. Um, yeah. Well, so, it looks uh, as though that we've got some talent we here. We have. Um, I was going to say, first quarter young uh, Isaac Rankin uh, from West, West Adelaide lad, 18 years old, 3-2 off his own boot, should have had five. Oh. Um, absolute superstar. In the mould of Andrew McLeod, he's... Um, is he an on-baller? Or yeah, on-baller, he... yeah, on the ball. Um, well, he only looked small, but he's probably 6-2 or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Everybody looks, you know... They yeah. all look tall to me, Bill. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, you'd be looking up at all of them. But, um, yeah, he really caught my eye. He'll go early. He'll go early in the draft. There's yeah. no doubt about it. Um, and then there's uh, uh, Jack Lacocious, Senar yeah. Ford from Woodville West Torrance. Now, I've heard, I, I haven't seen him play, but I've heard a fair bit about him, and he must be a pretty impressive unit because he was actually named, I think, by someone in the paper a couple of weeks ago as the full forward for an SA oh, state of origin team, I think. And he, I mean, out of uh, all the AFL South Australians for him to have been named, I mean, that doesn't mean he would and it was a fictitious team, but it's a pretty big compliment or rap. Yeah, they um, lightning him to uh, Nick Revolt. Oh, right. Um, needs to obviously fill out. Well, that'll all happen as he matures on. So he's a pretty tall unit. Yeah, yeah. He's 6'4", six, 6'5", six, oh, oh, or something oh. like that. 6'6", six, six, I'd say. He's he's a big unit. Yep. Um, well, he'd go pretty early as well, wouldn't he? Or... Oh, they're talking one or two. All oh, right. Yeah. Um, ben King from Vic Metro. Uh, they end up standing each other for a while. Lacocious went back, went to full back just for a while. Uh, King had kicked two or three goals. He went back on Lacocious, and that was one virtually one and two standing each other there for a while. Oh, so. right. So well, that's a dramatic... Because Lacocious plays full forward normally, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, oh, right. yeah, or centre-half forward. Yeah, yeah he's, he's around that forward line area. Gee, but, the, um, the good old days when you uh, played centre-half forward and stayed there for four quarters, they're well and truly yeah. gone, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, You'd have played on the forward pocket permanently. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> deep in the forward pocket. <laughs> But yeah, so we we have we've really got some um, handy footballers. Uh, just a couple quickly, I'll I'll go through. Is um, uh, Craig Kelly's son played? Oh he yes. played down back yeah. for Vic Metro. They reckon he'll go early, but he'll he'll be father son, I think. I believe with mm. uh, Collingwood mm. um, is is the well. The rules would be different for Collingwood anyway, wouldn't they? With Eddie everywhere. Well, his or... other son plays for the Crows. Don't forget oh, Craig of course, Kelly's son. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but they're talking father son, I think, for Collingwood. And then there's a um, uh, couple of local lads um, played for South Australia. Jez McClellan and Aaron Nitschke from uh, Yadunda Robbie up, uh, up in the other league, Clare League. Uh, went really well. And um, young Haightley from uh, Gawler. Yep. He goes to Trinity. Yes. I, I believe his dad's the principal. Oh, really? Trinity. Oh, right. Yes. Uh, and he's the... T- uh, now, you'll correct me if I'm wrong. Captain... Captain of the school, school? Oh, school right. captain, and probably captain of the first eighteen as well. Yeah, I would think yeah. he evidently is pretty pretty yeah, useful. Played player. on a wing. Uh, didn't have the biggest game yesterday, um, but uh, Jez McClellan, halfback. They reckon he he will get picked up. And I was lucky enough to umpire him 
oh, a few years back now, he was in under-15s, under-17s at Tanunda, and uh, you could just see him stand yes. out. He was a standout. Yeah. So, um, Gee, I bet there were a few talent scouts at Etihad Stadium then. There sure was, but there wasn't much of a crowd because poor old Craig Kelly's son, I did have to laugh. The ball got kicked over the fence about nine rows back. <laughs> he had to jump the fence, walk and nine rows back, find the ball, and then jump the yeah. yeah. I thought that won't ever happen to you again, mate. No, anyway. no, no, no. But, um, uh, well, obviously the standard was pretty awesome. Oh, very good. Uh, South Australia were a very well-drilled team. There's no doubt about it. Just one other one I'll quickly mention is uh, a Grundy, Brody Grundy's younger oh. brother from Collingwood. Yeah. He played down back. Um, again, 6'4", six, 6'5", six, uh, backman. Yeah, it looks the goods. Um, mm. Not too sure um, who's who's got his their eyes on him, but um, that's another one just to keep a lookout for. Well, I, I of course, you know, the draft is a literally a, a, a lotto, I suppose, because there's no guarantee that if you get picked first, you're going to finish up being a, a top-ranking footballer. Exactly right. But, I mean, how Port or the Crows didn't get Grundy, I mean, he is playing so well for Collingwood, it is unbelievable but uh, without spending time on it it is amazing how quite often the top few ranking um, people in the draft really never go on no. and, yet, and then you get someone uh, like a Westoff yep. who's down in yep. I don't know 60s 60 70s something. or something yeah, was. who yep. finishes up playing 12 seasons AFL and nearly 300 games so uh, I guess there's still I mean you can only go on what you see but there's still a fair bit of well I don't really call it luck in interpreting or anticipating who really is going to go on. It's not necessarily the potential, it's who, you know, mindset, determination, yeah, exactly all right. the above. You know. Well, as you, we both played a lot of sport, Rick, and you can be an absolute outright champion in the under-18s. Oh. To take that next step to get to league or yeah. AFL, you've got to be another... You've got to, yeah. you know, jump up yeah. that next level. And uh, some of them just don't do it. Well... And, and um, um, so, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I know in, in my career in sport and PE, it was really quite remarkable to see the number of amazingly talented people in my own peer group who, for whatever set of reasons, never wanted to go on, um, you know, and, um, uh, you know, they just didn't have the energy or the... Uh, determination to want to go to the next level. No, that's right. And it, All that's the talent in the world. Yep, All exactly the talent right. in the world. But there but, you go. Uh, probably enough of that. I've mentioned a few names just to look out. But, uh, yeah, some very talented young lads, but they've got to take that next step, don't they? Yes, they do. That's what it is. That's what it's all about. All right, Rick, let's go on a bit of local footy, hey? Well, I think we should because it's sort of the last uh, opportunity to uh, do a bit of an analysis. Uh, as I guess you know that the... Uh, the BLNG is not playing this week because it's the uh, zone country, championships. The zone yep. championships. Up at Renmark. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so there's probably only about three or four lads, I'd say, that would have got selected from here. I can't put my name on uh, who who it would be, but um, just at this stage. But yeah, I mean, it's a good concept. But do we need a week off? I'm not too sure where that's. Well, uh, I don't. I, I wouldn't argue against that really. I mean, I know that the BLNG is a little bit different because there's a buy on every week, uh, but. Probably at the fitness levels they work at, etc. It won't do them any harm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, get over a few injuries. Yes, some of the legs. Yeah. So it gives you now. You you're the analysis man. What do you reckon about the final? Given that there's seven rounds to play now, 
round 12 next week through to 18 finals. What do you reckon is going to happen? Doesn't need to be played. I reckon the final four is set. Here you are, folks. You've heard it first on uh, the Gula so, Radio. Yep. Tanunda, Barossa, Nuri and Willis. There's your final four. The rest, worry about uh, next, next year. year. Well, there you go. Yep. Well, you're probably right. I mean, it's hard. It hurts when I have to agree with you all the time. But um, if you look at who's outside, it's not necessarily... I mean, I honestly, with all due respect to Williston, I think they're there to make up the number, although they have been hit severely by injuries. But that's part of the old concept of a football club. You're only as strong as your depth. Mm. Um, if you look at the Compunders and the Freelings and the South Gaulers, then... There's really not a lot there. So I think you could almost say Williston are there by default. Uh, and the first three, obviously, are the class acts. Yep, I'd have to agree with you this time, Rick. Gee, so, we'll about that. Yeah, well, we'd better stop so, down there. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's really a matter of who's going to get the double chance. Yeah, look, I agree. I, I really do. It's gonna, that, that'll be interesting, that top three. I think, as you said, Williston is that little bit off the mark. And then you've got your Kapunda, Freeling and South, which, to South's credit, have improved. Yes. I mean, they've got those couple ends, yeah. the Hay Boys That's from right. Salisbury North. Uh, obviously, strengthen that back, you know, in their midfield. Um, so they've improved. Yeah. You know? I do think, though, despite having uh, already predicted the top four, the interest, I think, is quite strong in the BLNG because I wouldn't really like to pick uh, out of Barossa, uh, Nuri and um, Tanunda. I mean, logic would say at this point in time that Tanunda are on fire uh, and uh, copying the proverbial sporting uh, cliches, mm. you don't win yep. too many premierships in July. Uh, and as I've said all along, Barossa seemed to me just to tick over. Uh, they've had a couple of shockers, um, but they're, they've got players out as well. And I think the big thing, and uh, I think I've said it to the listeners before, is come final times, when you've got that number of big men uh, being able to, you know, like poor old Curtsy and for Tanunda, he's going to have to yep. do it on his own. Uh, and um, uh, and in a sense, uh, you know, that's pretty true of Nuri as well, whereas they can rotate, you know, obs around the place. And, I mean, good fellow, I yep. guess, will be back. And, yep. and, and they've got uh, Miles. And, and, yep. That's right. You know, yeah, and yeah. it's the alternative. That's why I think... I'd still pick them at this stage. And September, uh, hope well, the weather's probably getting you know a bit better. Mm. Like, uh, you know, the rain's probably gone. We've got a bit of sunshine. The big boys, they thrive in that. Exactly. Have we got a joke today, Rick? Well, That's what I want to ask. Well, we have, and we've we've got carried away with our topic so far, which is good. Um, but uh, did you hear about the poor coach who was at the end of his tether? He was absolutely he didn't know what to do, and he said. You've done everything wrong to his team. You've done absolutely everything wrong. Let's have a bit of honesty here. If there's anyone who thinks he's responsible for us being at the bottom of the ladder, would he please stand up? Fair dinkum, there is stone motherless yeah, silence. Nervous, no they, movement, know? no nothing. And about a minute and a half go by, and eventually one bloke stands up. And the coach looked at him and sort of sneered. So you think you're the one responsible for our failure? Well, not really, he said to the coach. I just didn't want you to stand up there on your own. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah, oh, well, there you go. 
Well, we we haven't got a lot of time, but I think it would we be. Haven't. I think it'd be remiss of us not to at least mention the world title fight that happened in the Philippines the other cool. night in the basketball. Wasn't that a mess? Australia well, versus the we. Philippines. What did you think of that, Phil? She was on, wasn't it? Wow, we. It was. And I I just just listened to Luke Longley yesterday again. Uh, had a little bit of time up my sleeve, and uh, he was blaming the their coach. He reckons he. Um, sort of instigated something, uh, one of the breaks, and they were well down, like 49 to 72. Uh, oh, it wasn't, even, it wasn't even a game. No, no. Yeah. and uh, he reckon, he he tends to put the blame on that, but it takes two to tango, doesn't it? Well, it does, and look, I'm, I'm not just going to, I'm not going to reply to you by trying to be on the other side of the ledger. I, you know, and everything can be interpreted whichever way you like, and in slow motion. I thought the, the original incident where the Filipino bloke was driving through, and it's a joke to call basketball a non-body oh. contact game, um, and he, he did. His elbow did make contact with whichever Aussie it was. Yep. Now, the big question is, was that deliberate or wasn't it? It was in the act of play. Uh, it's not as though he ran from you know one end of the court to the other. And, of course, the Aussie went down, which he probably with, wasn't an act at all. But then then it really started because the next Aussie came in and absolutely mm. smashed yep. him with an elbow. Yep. And I've always thought, well, whatever sport it is, the elbow is the most dangerous part of the body, including the fist to use. And, um, I mean, the reality is that it shouldn't have happened. It did. Mm. Uh, it is an emotional, all team sports are emotional it got far uglier than it should have. I um, didn't like to see the, the lad, and I, I don't think it was Nathan Sobey, but it was, uh, again, one of the Aussie players, he was down out of the court, oh. and the, the, there's an official hopping into him. Then someone grabbed a chair, yeah. hit the guy on the back of the head with the chair. Yeah. I mean, that was, wow. Well, it's one of those things where, first Messy. of all, you would never, even writing a sports fiction book where you wanted to put in a bit of spice, you'd never and particularly set in a basketball setting, you'd never believe that that could have happened. Uh, it's bad enough when you've got players brawling, but when you've got officials as well, mm. um, then that really yep. is nasty. And it is very, very fortunate that someone wasn't genuinely, seriously yeah. injured. Um, but it's going to be a bit like... Uh, no, I'm not suggesting that ball tampering is the same as what happened in the Philippines basketball the other night. But the big test is going to be how much discipline is issued out by, well, I guess, Basketball Australia as far as our blokes go, but yep. the world organisation, because it was an official world game. Mm. So, yeah, it's a qualifier. Uh, that's yep. right. Yep. And so if they don't do something to, to say, listen, this is totally unacceptable, then, um, then there's something wrong. Anyway, time will tell because yeah. time is running out. But, it is running uh, out. It's one of those things where... Uh, they've got to be seen to be doing something, I think. Yeah. No, I totally agree with you. I mean, you can't have incidents like that. Um, the kids watch that, and away uh, we go again. Well, know? it's not only the kids. At the moment that you say, right, uh, we're going to let the audience and officials get mm. involved. Yep. I mean, it's like, I mean, English soccer's done an incredible job. You know, fans do ridiculous things, and teams get banned from playing. Yep. Now... That's how fair income you've got to be, yeah. I reckon.
Yep. yep. No, I tend to agree with you. All right. Well, I think we've run over we time. Have. So I hope you've enjoyed that. And until next time, this is Rick. This is Phil.